1: Well, the opening weekend of SEC baseball, and it's time for our Tracks Plus Deep Dig here on the Friday before the Dogs take on the Kentucky Wildcats in Lexington this weekend, today, tomorrow, and then Sunday, Charlie Winfield is at spring training in the Phoenix area. Charlie, how you doing this morning, man?
0: Man, I'm good. It is bright and early, and as I am prone to do, I didn't want to disturb the good people in the hotel, so I have come out to my car and that's another story I'll have to hit for you in a minute. But I was sitting here getting ready to record and I am at this place it's kind of in the mountain hills area of Phoenix and I was sitting here and as we've been talking, a coyote just walked by my car and looked at me. So, didn't really think about coyotes but he was not the least bit worried about me. So that's my start to my morning here. Two hours behind you. So I'm at bright and early on a Friday morning.
1: Well, usually I'm the one seeing the animals as I'm recording down here in the country. I'm back here in the woods, but I have not seen anything this morning other than a couple dogs that came running through the mud to jump up on me. But that's it. Well, Charlie, hey, we open up SEC play. Before we get into the Kentucky series this weekend, we, we've had a busy week this past week. You had a couple baseball games down in Biloxi. I went down on Tuesday night and uh, saw us play nickels. Had another good crowd down there. That's a great event that they that they put on down at the MGM Park in Biloxi. And then on Wednesday, we beat Louisiana Lafayette 4-2. to two. And, you know, right now, we're playing pretty good. We, we hit the ball well. We're pitching a lot better. We're not walking as many guys. It's almost like we're beginning to settle in a little bit as a team.
0: Do you get the feeling, and I know that it was Texas Tech in 2020, but do you remember how 2020 started? We weren't feeling that great about that team, and then it seemed like everything was kind of turning around for us right before COVID hit. Now, we had those two wins against Texas Tech, but we leave that season thinking, man, we could have won it all that year. I'm not saying that we're on the path to winning at all, but Hunter Hines has hit his eighth home run now, and we haven't even gotten to conference play. His batting average was 200 a week ago. It's at 271 now. I sense there's some things starting, maybe. Kellum Clark, by the way, is hitting 246. he He's got five home runs. He was flirting with going below the Mendoza line here recently. Maybe. Maybe we're seeing something here.
1: Well, we said all along, those guys are going to hit. Hunter Hines is going to hit. Kellum Clark is going to hit. It's just whenever they start hitting. Let me tell you this. In the Tuesday game, the Hunter Hines home run that went on top of the parking deck in right field, was a thing of beauty. Now, I'll say this: Nichols had a guy who ran one out of there to right field. It was a massive shot. It's like whoa! But then Hunter Hines was like, "Hey, <laughs> he just—it just—I mean, it's like it was like me driving one right down the center of the fairway, and then Tiger Woods come up and just you know just blows one way past it. That's exactly what the Hunter Hines home run was like. It was crazy. Hey, before we get into baseball, basketball-wise, I can't think of of another scenario where it could hurt as bad as it hurt losing against Pittsburgh on Tuesday night up in Dayton. We haven't talked to, the, to on on show had a show since uh, since that time, and man, I tell you what, Charlie, and it goes back to the whole point of this team played so hard all season long. We came out of the gate, man, hit some threes early on, and I'm like, "That man, we're putting it together, we're shooting the lights out," but Man, what a great season. What a great season that Chris Jans had in year number one.
0: I've said this before on the show, and, and I'll say it again. I've reconnected with basketball this year. And maybe that's on me a little bit, but I just felt more excitement, more connection, more energy, more effort this season than I've felt in a while. And that's not casting aspersions on anybody. I just felt there was something different about this team in terms of really laying a foundation for where this program can go. The SEC is better in basketball, but we're better too. And man, you know, a lot of jokes were made on Twitter. Was there a more perfect way to, to end it, you know, missing a three-pointer? That's one of the things we're going to have to get better about. We're, we're going to have to get better at shooting the basketball and Bulldogs have gotten a commitment here in this past week, which you hope can help them do that, along with some other things that are going to be in the works. So I'm excited about where this program is going. I believe in this staff, and I, I think we've got something to work with here.
1: Oh, no doubt. Well, let's jump into baseball. And this uh, jump into baseball brought to you by our friends at Tracks Plus, our deep dig here on Friday. Tracks Plus now with five locations. You have the original location in Hickory, Mississippi. You've got Starkville in Columbus, then down to Summit, Mississippi, Alexandria, Louisiana, and Bessemer, Alabama. Go to TracksPlus.com. The Saney Excavators and Mini Excavators. You've got the Barco equipment. You've got the mulchers, the Denny Seamoff mulching heads, Massey Ferguson tractors. If you're in the world of heavy machinery, heavy equipment, New or used in the forestry world or the dirt contractor, go see our friends at Trax Plus. If you're in a municipality, you need a motor grader for some dirt roads in the county, our friends at Trax Plus can take care of you. That's TracksPlus.com. All right, Charlie, when I look at this game from 10,000 feet, we're, we've won seven in a row. We talked about how we're kind of putting it together a little bit. This Kentucky team, they've won 11 in a row. They started their season, they lost on opening night to Elon, but they've now won 11 in a row. They're 15-2 and two overall. They had a run rule victory on Tuesday night against Indiana. And so Kentucky seems to be putting things together right now too.
0: Are you a believer in RPI at this point of the year? Do you trust our friend Warren Nolan just yet?
1: Oh, absolutely not. No way. Baseball RPIs in the first 35 games of the season mean absolutely nothing to me.
0: Okay, well, I was going to tell you that uh, Kentucky is ranked number eight in RPI right now, having moved up eight spots after beating Indiana. I don't know, though, if this is a good Kentucky team or if this is Alabama baseball. Alabama, as you know, got off to that really good start and then played just some moderate competition and were thumped last weekend so I don't know what to think of this team yet but I tend to think it's a team uh, that's going to be a pretty good test for us on the road in week one
1: yeah of course Nick Mangione been the head coach up there for a while now this winning streak is the longest winning streak in the Nick Mangione era of course Nick was here with John Cohen and Came in in 2009 with that whole staff and stayed through 2016. 2017 was his first year in Lexington. And so Nick and Kristen and the family, it's it's always great to see them. We talked to Nick last year before the show, but he's got some really good pieces to this team. And this is a team that hits a lot of home runs and is pitching it a little bit better. The thing about the past couple of years with Kentucky, they have not pitched it as well and we'll get into that with our pitching matchups but this is a team that's they've only hit 10 home runs all season long but it's that team that just bugs you to death when they come to the plate how about
0: this number they run a lot they've attempted 33 stolen bases but they've been thrown out 11 times thrown out a third of the time in college baseball today that's a that's an outlier right now because nobody's getting thrown out right
1: now. No, we've talked about that every week, about how teams are not running as well right now. And that was one of the first things I saw when I looked at the numbers and you see they're 22 of 33 installed in bases. And so I don't know if it's not getting good jumps. The teams they've been playing have really good catchers. I, I don't know really what to attribute that to, but every game we've seen has been completely the opposite where teams have had a lot of success with a pitch clock of getting good jumps and getting good leads. And so I, that's kind of an anomaly for me, Charlie.
0: Yeah, I thought so too, but boy, you know, if you got Nick Benji on, they're going to do some things in the small ball game. That was kind of his specialty. And the thing he hung his hat on coming up in the industry was the ability to move runners, to go first to third on base hits, to be aggressive on the base pass. And sometimes you can run yourself out of an inning doing that, but, Look, we've struggled at times controlling those things. So that's something to watch for me is can a team that hasn't run particularly well, but runs often on a coach who likes to put pressure on defenses. Can they get in our heads? And I'll just be shocked, by the way, if we see a first and third situation with two outs and they don't start the backside runner and put some pressure on us to make some decisions behind the plate and in the rundown game.
1: No, I agree. That's one of the things we talked about. You know, it's happened to us a few times this year. It happened to us last weekend as well on that first and third situation. Hey, when you look at batting average in the SEC, Kentucky right now is sixth in the league batting 323 as a team. We're 12th in the league batting 304. But we, us in Kentucky, we both play 17 games. We both have 181 hits. We're both tied for ninth in the SEC in hits right now. Home run-wise, we're ninth in the league at 31. They're last in the league. They've hit 10. Now, the the Texas A&M is 13th in the league. They've hit 16. So, they've hit six more than Kentucky. So, that's one of the things that kind of stands out to you about Kentucky, about not having the long ball. They're third in the league in triples. You start looking at sacrifice bunts. Charlie, this Kentucky team is an old-style way of playing. They have 18 sacrifice bunts this year. We've had five. And, oh, by the way, we're tied for third in the SEC in sack bunts with five. They've had 18. Bama has seven, and they're in second place. And so this is a Kentucky team that is going to put the ball in play as far as bunting, station-to-station baseball. It's kind of a throwback style instead of just rip it and grip it.
0: But what's odd, too, they strike out a lot. What's not odd, they get hit by a pitch a lot. That's another thing we used to see when Nick Mangione was around. That's the only number that really leaps off the page at me, I guess, with Kentucky is how you can be that old school, bunt that often, get hit by a pitch that often, walk like they do, yet strike out that much. For a team to have that many strikeouts and that little power, that's that's a little bit of an anomaly to me. They lead the league in strikeouts.
1: Yeah, because when you think of teams without power, you think of teams that put the ball in play just a lot, spray the ball around the field. But that's just not the case right now. They are striking out a lot. When you flip the page, you look on the other side, earn-run average, Mississippi State is ninth best in the SEC in ERA right now. So you think back to just two weeks ago. We're in 13th place in the league in ERA. But our pitchers have begun to, to throw strikes better. And it's not about just the walks. It's about the 3 1 counts, it's the 2 0 counts, and falling behind. And so right now you're pitching it a little bit better. You're at 456 in the earned run average, ninth best in the league. Kentucky has the fourth best ERA in the SEC. They're also holding their opponents to just batting 195. That's third best in the league, opponents' batting average. We're 10th in the league, 228. And so. Yeah, I mean, this This Kentucky team has kind of flipped the script a little bit. They've pitched it a little bit better than they've been offensively, which has been a little different than Nick Mangione has had the past few years.
0: So where do you, just from the eye test, where do you put Kentucky? I put them in the, they're okay pile. Am I wrong about that? Am I being too hard on them?
1: No, oh, I definitely put them in just the, the okay. Now, one of the things that, that John used to do, and and Nick has done this at Kentucky too, is the schedule you play in the preseason, <laughs> you know, you can rack up on some wins early on. They they played Elon early on. They played a Wright State team, Moorhead State, Indiana State, Murray State, Ohio, Southern Illinois, and Indiana. All right. This will be the first Power Five game that they have played this season. Other Well, they played Indiana Tuesday night, and do we really count Indiana as a power five team in baseball? But so they have not played the gauntlet so far, and that's one of the things about Kentucky is you really don't know early in the season just how good they're going to be. Now, one of the things that we haven't talked about is it's going to be cold in Lexington, Kentucky. And so yeah, I don't know who that favors if it favors anybody, but it is not going to be baseball weather at that new ballpark up there. Have
0: you checked the wind out yet? Is it going to be cold and windy? Because what I'm seeing is winds about seven miles an hour or so tonight.
1: Yeah, seven to nine tonight out of the west-northwest, which at that ballpark, Charlie, is going to be blowing straight out to center field. That ballpark sits due west to east. And so if you're at the plate, you're looking due east. And so out of the west-northwest, right center field, it's going to be blowing straight out seven to nine miles an hour later tonight.
0: So does that then get into the heads of pitchers in terms of your willingness to just fill up the strike zone? Or do you think it's one of those nights where it's going to be cold enough, you just don't worry, particularly with a team that doesn't hit it out anyway?
1: Yeah, I know, and the thing you worry about to me, what you worry about more than anything if you're Mississippi State, is your guys at the plate changing their approach. Because how many times do we see a team that has home run power and then they get to the ballpark and the wind is blowing out and they change everything and you don't see a single home run hit? It's crazy how that happens.
0: So I was trying to think back. Have we played anything as we played in some cold weather we haven't played anything like we're going to have this weekend, though, have we?
1: Well, we had that one day opening weekend where we had the heater out. I had the blanket. The wind was blowing in from left field. And uh it was very uncomfortable that day, even though you were making fun of me because I had like eight layers. I had like four pair of socks on. But it was cold that day. But you haven't had anything crazy this year. It, it's, it's been you know very mild spring so far for us
0: as we're talking about starting the ball game on sunday at what noon a local 11 hour time it's set to be 27 degrees
1: yeah we ain't had anything like that we uh
0: (laughs) with a nine mile an hour wind
1: oh my goodness oh my hey i've told you that story about coach polk before when it was so cold down in uh Rust in Louisiana that night at the old ballpark. Man, it was so cold. And the wind was blowing him by 20 miles an hour. And he tried his best to get thrown out of the game, and they wouldn't throw him out. Then the next day, we had the same umpires at Monroe, and they were all laughing. And the third base umpire essentially told Coach Polk, if I got to be out here in it, you got to be out here in it.
0: Well, this is a day that I might test the limits this weekend on what they would allow me to bring into a game in terms of propane heaters or whatever else.
1: Oh, no doubt. Well, we are in the Farm Bureau Studios, the roving Farm Bureau Studios. I'm down here on the farm in Winston County. Charlie's in Phoenix getting ready for spring training. Charlie, have you made your uh, your plans about where you're going? Well, I'm doing this
0: one day at a time. I'm going today to see the Angels and see our friends Marcus Timms, Jonathan Holder. I'm going to try to take in the Cubs, former Mississippi State pitcher and SEC tournament MVP, Chris Young the bullpen coach for the Cubs, going to try to run into him. And I just want to see it. I've been to Florida a bunch, but I've never done Arizona. I tell you, I was struck with this, though. Arizona State was in town here recently. It's a long ways to Arizona. And in my head, Arizona's just kind of been the other side of Texas. Man, it's a hike to get
1: out here. Oh, yeah. We've been in Tucson several times. And uh, played in played against Arizona a few times. We've never played Arizona State since I've you know since I've been around. But no, Phoenix, man, it's amazing how you know a few years ago, 10, 15 years ago, you had some of those spring training sites spread out. You had some in Tucson, but now just about everything in the Cactus League is in that Phoenix area.
0: Yeah, everything's close and everything's easy enough to find. But, you know, you hear coaches talk all the time about how it's difficult for a team to go from the east to the west and play well and I get it I think that's probably one of the underrated things in sports when we think about playing on the road we tend to think about the hostile environments the things inside the stadium and just getting from one place to another and look I know athletes travel a little more comfortably typically than you and I do sitting in the back of a plane but it's still a hike to get out here, but excited to be here. I had hoped to be in Greensboro instead, but alas, here I am. I'd thought about going up to Lexington and taking in that series, but admittedly, I saw the weather forecast and I thought, you know what? Phoenix at 75 or Lexington at 27, I'll catch it on the SEC+. Plus.
1: Oh, Yeah. So we say all that to say this. We're in the roving Farm Bureau studios. Farm Bureau, go with the home team at Farm Bureau. Check them out at favrace.com. They have agents all across the state of Mississippi. Home, life, auto, whatever you're in the market for. Go by and see our friends at Farm Bureau. We're also brought to you by our friends at Heartland Catfish. Heartland, producing the finest U.S. farm-raised catfish you can possibly find. And they service great restaurants around the south. We talked about The Golden Chick a couple of weeks ago. Jerry's Catfish House. That in Florence last week. Well, this week we feature the Crystal Grill. It's one of my favorite places to possibly go. It's over in Greenwood. There's a lot of times. Usually two, three, sometimes four times a year. We'll load up. We'll get some friends. We'll head over to the Crystal Grill in Greenwood. Of course, they've got that mile-high meringue. The coconut cream pie. But one of the great things they have at the Crystal Grill Is a great catfish from our friends at Heartland Catfish.
0: Boy, the Crystal Grill is a cool place to go. I like getting over to Greenwood and going there. That's, uh, That's worth a road trip.
1: No, it really is. And you can get that catfish fried, lemon peppered, blackened, broiled. But the Crystal Grill in Greenwood, one of the best places to go in the state of Mississippi to get anything to eat but especially that Delta Farm Race Catfish from our, from our friends at Heartland Catfish. All right, Charlie, let's look at the pitching matchups for this weekend. So tonight's game, you've got Gerangelo St. Joe. Durangelo, a 3-0 record, a 0. .6 earn run average, and Kentucky going to go with a right-hander, Darren Williams, 1-0 record, a 1.06 earn run average. So you, you've got a right-hander for Kentucky. You've got a... Right and a left handed pitcher. The first time I've ever seen this in the SEC weekend probable pitchers. You know, you have RHP for right handed pitcher, LHP for left handed pitcher. Gerangelo is a BHP, both handed pitchers.
0: Now, Darren Williams, a guy coming off Tommy John, who one and 0 on the season. ERA just over 1, 1.06. This will be only a second start. But here's the thing that he has not done. He doesn't walk, guys. How about this? 17 innings pitched. He struck out 17. He's walked one. And opponents are hitting 138 against him. He's allowed just one home run in 17 innings pitched. And so right now, we always look at the stat, whip, WHIP, walks plus hits per innings pitched. This guy right now has a whip of barely over one-half of point five. I mean, he's basically allowing a base runner every other inning.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what's crazy to me. Kentucky is one of the best teams in the country at strikeout-to-walk ratio. You mentioned Darren Williams at 17-to-1. 17 strikeouts, just one walk. The eight hits and 17 innings of work, I mean, they just pump strikes, man. They just fill it up, and that's what they've done so far this year, so give credit to them. They've just beaten teams... With a lot of fastball, a lot of strikes thrown, and you kind of wonder, Charlie, we talked about that, you know, opponents, the opponents who they've played so far this year. You wonder if they can get away with that in SEC play. Because let me tell you something, this league will kind of chew you up and spit you out. It's it's one thing to walk guys, but it's another thing to fill up fastballs on, you know, one-one counts.
0: Here's going to be an interesting thing to watch on Williams. Here's his appearances this year. He's gone 53 pitches, 36, 61, and 84. That 84 came last weekend. He went six innings against Southern Illinois. So the question becomes, how deep are you willing to go with him on a night? It won't be brutally cold tonight, but it'll be cool. And then how does that impact you offensively? Is a night where you want to work some counts? Maybe you go up there looking hey, if you get this is a guy who's gonna throw enough strikes and enough good ones, I feel like you need to be somewhat aggressive early in the count if you get a good pitch. But is it one where to borrow your phrase, where you're aggressive early and patient late? And it just seems to me that you would do yourself a lot of favors if Darren Williams leaves the first inning having thrown twenty six pitches.
1: Yeah, this is definitely not the night where you need him to have a thirteen pitch first inning or a seven-pitch second inning. And I know that a lot of that comes with your aggressiveness. Okay, so let's look at game two of this series. We're going to move Landon Gartman up to game two starter. You like that?
0: Well, you did it last week in a manner of thinking, so it's not dramatic. And then you've got Eintem on the back end. Um, I could go either way. You know, Gartman matches up with Tyler Bozema for Kentucky, who's got an ERA over four. And so,
1: yeah, I'm okay with that. I, I'm, I'm fine. So you've got the night game tonight and then two day games, one o'clock Mississippi time on Saturday tomorrow, then 11 a.m. on Sunday. So you've got just the one night game. And the reason I say that is sometimes different guys are better pitchers at night because they hide the ball better. You can't pick up spin as well. And so that really is not a factor. Sunday, we're going to go with Intema. They're going to go with Zach Lee. Kentucky going to go with Darren Williams today, Tyler Bosma in the game tomorrow. He's a left-hander, 3-1, 4.3 earn run average. And then Zach Lee in the Sunday game. And so, Charlie, it goes back to the point of, man, you really want to pop out and establish yourself tonight. Williams is going to be a different a different bird, man. He's, he's a pretty good guy. He's going to fill up the zone. Man, you just hope Durangelo can go out there and and really perform well. Because let me tell you this, 40 degrees and the wind blowing, Girangelo ain't seen a whole lot of that. No,
0: I bet they don't get many of those days down in Miami or Curacao. Um, hey, thinking about the back end of the ball game, you had to use Nate Dome on Wednesday. It went an inning and a third through 18 pitches against Louisiana. How, if at all, does that affect how you pitch things tonight. I mean, do you, it seems like you're probably going to want to try to hold Dome and put him behind Gartman or Eintema.
1: Yeah, going you know, the inning in the third on Wednesday probably takes him out of the equation tonight. Because if you if you used him tonight, if you brought him in, then all of a sudden you worry about the three days. Because if you, I know that the conventional wisdom is you bring him in tonight, and then you can rest him tomorrow, then bring him back on Sunday out of the pen. You can use him twice on the weekend. But having to use him on Wednesday night probably gives you just one chance at Dome this weekend. Am I wrong on saying that?
0: I would think that's probably true. I, I would think that's true. Now, I think it goes back to kind of like Landon Sims when, in 21. If you're only going to use him once, go ahead and run him out there for a little while. So my thought would be we're going to see him Saturday or Sunday most likely. I think you could use him today if you needed to because I think he's got the bounce-back ability. But I think it's a situation where you'd really like to be able to use him Saturday or Sunday and for a period of, say, more like three or four innings.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, hey, let's take a look around the league, brought to you by our friends at Country Pleasing Sausage. They started the series last night down in Gainesville, Alabama on the road at Florida. Hagen Banks and Brandon Sproat And Florida had a great outing last night out of Sproat, And Florida wins that game over Alabama. You had Ole Miss and Vanderbilt starting their series in Nashville last night. Uh, Carter Holton was really good, the left-hander for Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt kind of exploded late. They won 12-2. We had our first 10-run rule game in SEC play last night as Vanderbilt won 12-2. Auburn on the road at Arkansas this weekend. Auburn's had a really good start to the season. Arkansas has faltered just a little bit on the mound. So, to me, that's going to be an interesting series up there. Uh, Tommy Vale, the graduate left-hander tonight for Auburn against uh, Hunter Holland for Arkansas. So, you've got a couple left-handers tonight. To me, that's going to be the series, Charlie, because I can't figure out right now here early in the season about Auburn or Arkansas.
0: I can't either. Did you see that Arkansas was not going to use Hagen Smith to start the ball game?
1: I did. Yeah, I did. And so that's <laughs> – I'm not sure what's going on with the Fayetteville right now.
0: I mean, he was the number two starter as a true freshman. And it seems like he's had some trouble just finding strike zone. And, again, I want to emphasize, look, yes, we are walking more people than we should, more than other people. But finding the strike zone is becoming a problem that is hitting SEC pitching up and down the lineups, save for the guy that we're going to see tonight, who's only walked only one. But you get the idea. A lot of teams are struggling with this right now for some reason. Um, Hagen Smith, I looked the other day, in 19 innings, I think, and walked 14 guys. So there you see a guy as a freshman, a number two starter now, coming back to the sophomore and just... Can't throw strikes. I think this is an issue just all around the league.
1: Oh, yep. Over in Athens, you've got South Carolina and Georgia. You got the Woods left-hander for Georgia tonight, uh, Jaden Woods. And then for South Carolina, Will Sanders, who many thought was going to be one of the best pitchers in the SEC. So a really good matchup tonight over in Athens, South Carolina, and Georgia. LSU on the road at Texas A&M this weekend. You've got Paul Skeens and Nathan Detmer tonight. That should be a pretty good pitching matchup tonight here in game one. And then Tennessee is at Missouri. Dolander and Murphy, a couple of right-handers, seeing the mound tonight as Tennessee travels to Missouri. All right, Charlie. Time for our two brothers, two guys that can smoke it this weekend for the Kentucky Wildcats. You take one, I take one. Who you got?
0: I'm gonna go with a center fielder, Jackson Gray. Gray right now hitting 351, just one home run, six and nine in stolen bases. But the thing he does, he gets on base. On base percentage of 532. He spent most of the year hitting either first or second in the last number of games as they've had this win streak. Jackson Gray, the center fielder, has been hitting right at the top of the order. He's the guy who, to me, gets everything going by his ability to get on base. Left-handed hitter, he's a senior, played at Western Kentucky. But he's the guy, I I think, if we control him, we're going to be okay if we don't i think it can be a long weekend
1: see i was going to go with emily Petre the second baseman they batted him in the cleanup spot all season long Petre has had a really good start to the season he's batting 450 27 hits and 60 at bats six doubles one triple one home run so eight of his 27 hits have been extra base hits 15 rbis 12 walks, nine strikeouts. He puts it in play. His on-base percentage is 547. He can steal once he gets on base. He's four or five in stolen bases. But to me, Emilian Petrae, the cleanup hitter, he's a guy that can really kill you and smoke you. And that brought to you by our friends at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. On University Drive in Startwell. you just can't beat Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Everything on the menu is outstanding. I love the smoked wings. Sometimes I'll door dash some smoke wings to the office, and I smell like smoke wings the rest of the day, but I love them. I'm addicted to the smoke wings at Two Brothers Smoke Meats. If you want to go upstairs, sit out on the balcony. It's great. People watching down University Drive. And so when you're in town, go where we go, and let's go see our friends at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. All
0: right, Bart, I asked you last weekend, and I think you said you would be ecstatic. With two out of three, I, however, would be ecstatic with two out of three this weekend. Getting a start of a series win in league play on the road, I'm not going to be greedy and say I want to sweep. I would love to take two out of three. You cannot. You must not. You shall not be swept to start the year, or it just creates problems. Two out of three is what I want to see. Got to must find a way to come home with one.
1: No, oh, yeah, I'm in the same boat. I want to see two out of three this weekend. I think if if you're going to to have success, a lot of success, and you gotta find a way to get two this weekend. Now Kentucky's only lost two games all season long. And I know playing on the road is always tough in the SEC. I want to see two this weekend. But like you said, Charlie, you just can't get swept on the road in the league. But I'm not going to be ecstatic I'm just going to be happy if we win two out of three this weekend. Hey, man, hey, enjoy your time out in Phoenix. I'm kind of jealous right now.
0: Yeah, I just need to get away from baseball for a weekend and go take in a little more baseball. So all good here.
1: Yep, and thanks to our good friends at Trax Plus bringing you our Friday Deep Dig. Farm Bureau, go with the home team at Farm Bureau. Our good friends at Two Brothers Smoked Meats and those two two guys who can smoke you we talked about just a minute ago. Heartland Catfish, and you can get that great Heartland Catfish at the Crystal Grill over in Greenwood, Mississippi. Country Pleasing Sausage, they'll ship it to you. Go to countrypleasing.com. You can find it in all grocery stores in the southeast, and they're making their way into the Midwest and now the East Coast. Country Pleasing, they've got the butcher shop. They'll cater to you. they got a great catering business down at Country Meat Packers. And then our good friends at Bank First. Go to Bank First FS for all your lending needs. And so for Charlie Winfield, I'm Bark Gregory. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us and getting you set for a big weekend as Mississippi State takes the road to take on the Kentucky Wildcats. And you've been listening to the Tracks Plus Friday Deep Do.